Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we talk about cutting-edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences about how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about why we need to stay aware of stuff, and I will share a useful conversation hack that I learned at a comedy show. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and joining me today from L.A. is my sister Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, we're going to Kansas City soon. I cannot wait to see you in person. Yes, that's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretchen, I mean, we're going to hit Winsteads. Oh, yeah. We're going to hit Halls. We're going to hit all of our favorite places. I can't wait. Kaufman Garden. Yes. Apparently, the Monarch Butterflies are going to be out, so we can look for that. Good timing. Well, Gretch, first of all, we want to thank everybody who has written to tell us how much they like the YouTube yes. feed of the show. Everybody should check it out. Yeah. It's at uh, youtube.com slash Gretchen Rubin, and people are getting a real kick out of it, and we've found some new listeners, so that's terrific. And if you watch, subscribe. As you know, yes. that kind of thing always helps. And I want to say a special thank you to Sue, because in a couple episodes I talked about how I had put my AirPods exactly where they should be in sort of this pocket of my backpack, but I thought I had lost them because I hadn't looked carefully enough. And she said, Oh, heaven's sake, if you use Apple products, aren't you aware of the Find My app? I think it's automatically on Apple products. You can find where your computer, AirPods, iPhone are and play a sound to help you locate them. Now, I can do this from my watch to find my phone, which I've used many times, but I didn't know that I could use it to find my AirPods. And I'm very pleased with myself because I got that set up. And indeed, I did misplace my AirPods yet again. And I went around listening for the little sound. So thank you, Sue. I was very excited to have a solution to that problem. Yes, Scratch. I think we all lose AirPods all the time. Uh, We lose everything all the time, it feels like. So our Try This at Home tip this week is something that you learned, Elizabeth, about why we need to stay aware of stuff. Yeah, Gretchen, we talked about the diversity and inclusivity training that Sarah and I recently did in episode 392 when we talked about how do you know when you've stopped listening? (laughs) And during this same um, training, which was led by Dr. Stephen Jones, who is fantastic, he talked about something called STUFF. I sense an acronym. (laughs) Yes, it is an acronym. And he was talking to a group of showrunners to whom this was extremely relevant. And then the more I think about it, the more I think this really applies to all of us, whether we're at home or at work. So here's what STUFF stands for. Stress, time constraint, uncertainty, fear, fatigue. And the idea is when we're experiencing STUFF, we can't 
listen to other people. We don't process as well. And the other thing is our brain sort of goes into safety mode. Like, let me Mm -hmm. find the safest solution rather than necessarily the best solution. Mm -hmm. And the safest solution tends to be what you're familiar with because the brain equates familiarity and safety. So I can see that like if you've got stuff going on, you have this impulse to like, I just need to do what I usually do. I just need to do what I know and talk to the people I know and do what whatever feels like the easiest and the least to navigate because I'm in this place where I just have all this stuff going on. Yeah. And I think when it comes to diversity and inclusivity, what that means is it's hard to hear a point of view that you may be unfamiliar with, or mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of open your brain to a solution that you wouldn't have thought of. So, Gretz, we all have things we do when we're in this state, right? And it's easy to do them again. Like you have mentioned many times that when you are in the stuff state, you snap at people you love. A hundred percent. And that is what is familiar. That is what you're, that's your go-to. That's what makes you feel better. So, I mean- I run around like a, you know, chicken with my head cut off. I immediately, if I'm at home, I just go to, oh my God, you know, the sky is falling, sky is falling, because that's what I'm used to doing. Right. But if I can take a step back and say, wait, I'm experiencing stress, time constraint, uncertainty, fear, and fatigue, I can hopefully train myself to like think through the situation as opposed to just reacting. And of course, so much of life is not reacting, Yes, um, but that is very hard. Well, to me, the one that stands out is time constraints, because I feel like sometimes they're kind of abstract, you know, like it's not like we have a time constraint in the next hour, but we have a time constraint in a week or something like that. Right. And for me, it creates this thing like, we can't slow down. We don't have time for this, this conversation. We just need to move, move, move. And if you're feeling exhausted or hungry or something like that, it just makes everything seem so much more like dire. And therefore, like, we can't take anything that isn't the least friction. And like you say, that is not that often is not the best thing and not what you would choose if you weren't dealing with stuff. Yes. And doesn't get you the best result. Yes. And one thing that I loved about immediately when I heard this concept of stuff is that it takes into account many factors at once. Yes. Yes. I feel like sometimes we're like, I'm stressed. I'm tired. I'm this. Yes. But when you think about, no, a lot of times we're feeling all of those things at once and taking that in, you go, wow, it really is hard for me to make a decision right now. It really is hard for me to act. But if I know that, as you always say, knowing these things, identifying yeah. the problem, yes. I mean, this is key, identifying the problem, then you can make a better choice. Right. And I think it's exactly right, because sometimes what's upsetting is there's uncertainty, like you don't know what to do. And so you feel immense pressure. Because I'm sure as a showrunner, everybody's like saying, what should we do? What should we do? Yes. That's very significant. But you have to make so many decisions on the fly. And maybe and you don't have perfect information. And that's very like unsettling. So again, it's like, well, maybe I just want to go to the same people who yes. I've heard before instead of being like, oh, this person might be a good person to ask this question. Because you're like, I'm on like the speed dial of my brain. But I do feel like this is helpful because it's even just like I'm dealing with stuff. You would yes. just say that anyway. <laughs> you know yes. I mean? It's like, yes. I got so yes. much stuff going on. It's like, yes. oh, yeah. You know what stuff I got going on? And I love, Gretchen, also that fear is one of them. Because I think yes. a lot of times we don't, I mean, yeah. as a showrunner, I know that I feel fear, sort of an existential fear of getting fired. <laughs> 
yeah. at all yeah. times or a fear that the production will shut down or a yeah. fear that I won't come up with an idea for an A story. I've heard you be like afraid it's going to be windy. You're like, if it's yeah. really windy, yes. that's a huge problem for us. It's like most people don't have to worry about wind conditions, yeah. how it's going to affect their budget. But for you, it's like... Yeah. It's not even a hurricane. It's just a bad wind. But what's going to happen to our cool beach scene? All of this is just feeding in all the time. And all the showrunners laughed when he said this because everyone was like, well, this is just our constant state. Yes. (laughs) Which is why it's really important to know you're in that state and then act against it. And that's the idea is not just to know it, but to act against it. Yes. Like you say, it's all about the reaction. It's like, can you take a deep breath and say... I have time for this conversation or I can remind myself I can't change what I can't change and remind ourselves of all those everything we know, but it's hard to remember when we're dealing with stuff. Yes. Well, so let us know if you do try this at home. I mean, I think so often, Alyssa, we see that if something is good advice in one arena, it's good advice elsewhere. If it's good advice with a toddler, it's good advice for dealing with your in-laws. If it's good advice at work, it's probably going to be good advice at home. So let us know what you think about stuff and how staying aware of stuff works for you. Let us know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com or as always, go to the show notes. This is happiercast.com slash 395 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, Gretchen has a happiness hack that she learned at a comedy show. But first, this break. We all know that our life and our health can be improved when we eat nourishing, healthy meals, but it can be hard to maintain. With Sunbasket Meal Kits, it's easy because they take care of the details. Sunbasket offers 18 chef-crafted, dietitian-approved recipes each week with options like Mediterranean, carb-conscious, vegetarian, and keto-friendly. The recipes are quick and easy to follow, and you can enjoy a meal full of organic produce and clean ingredients that is ready in 30 minutes or less. Gretchen, we made the Marrakesh merguez patties. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that, but I loved eating it with warm carrot salad. And it was so good. And it got Jack eating something that he doesn't usually eat. Go to sunbasket.com forward slash happier today to get $45 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com forward slash happier to get $45 off your first box plus free shipping. My closet was chaotic, crammed with a bunch of clothes, but nothing to wear. The game changer, upgrading to high-quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Gretchen, I got from Quince these super soft fleece wide leg pants in black, and I actually look put together when I go to pick up Jack from school. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. 
Okay, Gretchen, it is time for this week's happiness hack. I'm intrigued. What is this comedy show hack? Okay, so uh, Jamie did a favor for a friend, and as a thank you, they gave us two tickets to a uh, stand-up comedian show, which is Alex Edelman's show called Just For Us. So it's like, you know, this little theater downtown. It was so fun. We went there. Okay, so he, you know, it's like an hour and 15 minutes or something. But during the course of it, he said something that I thought was excellent advice. He said, you know, sometimes you're talking to somebody and they say something and you just don't know how to respond. Either you're not sure what angle they're coming from or you don't really know enough about what they're talking about to be able to weigh in. And so it's like, how do you respond? He said, well, there's four words that will get you through just about any situation. So of course, it's like, okay, what are the four words? And he said, the words are, can you believe it? So if somebody says, the mix, you're like, can you believe it? Or somebody says, House of the Dragon. And you're like, can you believe it? (laughs) And he says the reason that it works is, first, it suggests that you know what the person is talking about, which, like, maybe you have no idea. Even if you don't. (laughs) Yeah, like, I have no idea what's going on with the Knicks. Two, it implies that you agree with them without saying that you agree with them. Mm -hmm. And third, and this is most important, it says... You keep talking. Expand on that thought. So like if you said to me, the heat wave. Right. And I was like, can you believe it? And then you'd be like, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because sometimes people say things and you just, you really, I, you know, I always want to know like who has the right thing to say. And sometimes you just, yes. you're like, you're just totally at a loss for words. Yes. So I thought that was, I thought that was very funny. That's great. Can you believe it? I'm going to try this and because there are many times when I don't know what to say. So I'm going to try this and just see what happens. Well, you know, it's also back to school and you're you're in like a lot of well-meaning, yes. but a little bit stilted conversations with other parents. And it's yes. like if one of them clearly is lobbing out what they think is a great conversation topic. And you're like, I really want to carry the ball here, but I, I don't know what to say about you know, tennis. Yes. They could say for us the new tardy policy and you could go, can you believe it? There you go. go, This is the first I've heard of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe it? Interesting. Okay. Love it. Okay. Now for a know yourself better question. Oh yes. Gretchen, what is our question today? Okay. So this is a know yourself better question that I'm kind of like, I'm workshopping it. So I want to talk about it. And then I want to hear from listeners about where they're taking this because I keep evolving it. And, you know, the world is my research assistant and I get so many good ideas from listeners. So this is something to think about for yourself and also to tell me what your response is. So in my investigations of the five senses so far, you know, I'm always looking for distinctions. How are people different from each other and like, like each other? And how am I different and the same from other people? Okay, so one of the things that I'm thinking about is that some people enjoy a broad range of experiences. Like, they enjoy a lot. Like, they're kind of open and they like a lot of things. And some people have fewer things to enjoy. They -hmm. just, they don't like as much stuff. And then some people have very rigorous standards. They have very high standards. You know, maybe they like the best or whatever. And then other people, you know, it's kind of more relaxed. So you could say a restaurant critic is more demanding than the average diner, right? So their standards are more rigorous, but they also truly appreciate an exceptional meal. Then you could say, well, there's a foodie. So a foodie might be like, well, I love food and I love great food, but I also like bad food. Like I like a Twinkie. I like truffles. The perfect corn dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Where like the restaurant critic like doesn't want to eat the corn dog. 
So one has relaxed standards and one has rigorous standards. So I'm starting to think about this. And so it's whether you have more or less to enjoy. Like, do you have a lot of things you enjoy or narrow things you enjoy? And then do you have like high standards? And I just don't have the words exactly correctly. So I was talking Mm. to a bunch of friends about this. They were like, well, maybe what you do is you just, it's the bad version of all of these. So like there's the snob who likes few things a lot. There's mm-hmm. the toddler who likes few things, but is like, I just want all white food that doesn't touch anything on my yeah. plate, yeah. Uh, which is what I am, frankly, uh-huh. one of the reasons that I wanted to write this book. And then there's the, the glutton or the- yeah, maybe like the glutton is somebody who's just like, bring it on, you know, I want everything. And then the hedonist who who kind of loves everything and appreciates everything, like appreciates the fine things. Whereas I feel like I don't necessarily appreciate I'm, I'm working on it. I'm deeply working on it. You are working on it, Gretchen. Your whole Five Senses book is essentially you trying to appreciate the subtleties of things. More. Well, but you could also, one could, yes, that is very true. But one could also say I was far more interested in thinking about ketchup than I was interested yeah. in thinking about five-star French right, cuisine. Right. That, that's beyond my reach. So anyway, this is all very mixed up in my head. So I just throw it out there because like, as I was talking to it with these friends, people were like, I'm this, I'm this. Like, or like my husband is this, my kid is this. Or somebody said, oh, I have all four in my family. People were getting it. So Mm -hmm. I do feel like it's resonating, but I still feel like I haven't quite, there's still something that is evolving. So um, I love this. Well, Elizabeth, what do you think you are? Yeah. So I think I'm someone who finds lots to enjoy, but I don't appreciate to the level that the restaurant critic appreciates. And in fact, I fear high level. Like, (laughs) for instance, there's this restaurant, the French Laundry in California. Oh, yeah. Famous famous restaurant. I live in fear of going to the French Laundry because I'd be the person who just, you know why. I I just don't want to eat something too strange. And um, (laughs) nor would I fully appreciate it. And I would be aware of the money and all that. So as you know, Gretchen, like I love coffee from 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. You're always like, I like corner coffee. I love nachos from the movie theater. (laughs) And now you are- I'm picky. You are picky. You are like me in that you don't really care about the French laundry food, but like you really narrow down what you're going to enjoy. Yes. Now, part of that is because I've like really embraced this low carb thing. But even before that, I mean, anybody who's known me for my whole life will be like, I'm definitely one of these people where I'm picky and and I'm picky in a toddler kind of way. I'm like, I don't want a sauce. Like, I don't like mixed things. Like, I can't eat a sandwich because I can't have things combined or it makes me kind of sick to my stomach. So anyway, yeah, it's like there's something here. It's also, Gretchen, I think a routine issue. You really enjoy routine. I do. You love having the same thing every day. So it also goes to the kind of abundance lover versus simplicity lover, you know, all of that, right? For a while I was thinking, well, maybe it's novelty. But then, mm. whoa, you could imagine the sommelier who's like, these are the three best wines. Right. And they they drink those wines whenever they can. So it's not yes. that they're new. They're right. very familiar. That's true. But they're yes. excellent. But you're yes. right. But I think that people who, I think like the snob, the sommelier, the critic probably wouldn't eat 
the same thing yes. every day. They probably wouldn't want to go to Winstead's every other day when they're in Kansas City right. because they're like, there's so much to choose from. Like, I want to try it more. Maybe something will surprise me with how excellent right. it is. They yeah, search this- for excellence. There's a search for excellence that I think you and I don't necessarily have in experiencing right. things. Right. And the hedonist finds that excellence in the movie Popcorn as well yeah. as in French Laundry. They're like, ooh, yeah, give me a corn dog and cotton candy and I will just love it. So yeah, what were the terms for this? And like, I'm imagining like a two by two matrix and I'm like trying mm-hmm. to like plot it out. And I, anyway, so I throw it out to the world. I hope this is interesting to people as I know yourself better. Whatever you are, no, there are many people like you. It's very <laughs> comforting to me whenever I, I was at a buffet dinner and this guy who I didn't know, he's like, he's like, I gotta say, I'm really picky. And I was like, you know what? I am too. Like, oh, you know, that's funny. and I was thinking the motto for my mind is like, I know what I like and I like what I know, you know, oh, but again, again, it gets to the familiarity, but I don't know. Yeah. So anyway. Well, I love watching your, your work in process. <laughs> yes. This, this is, is definitely working behind in the, behind the scenes. Yes. Yes. Of Gretchen Rubin. Yes. There we go. And then, okay. So that's sort of a question, but then we have an actual question from a listener. Yes. So let's hear from this week's listener. Yes. This comes from Jess. I love the idea of rest 22 in 2022. However, I am an upholder and struggle with giving myself time to rest. As a working mom with two young daughters, I always have an endless to-do list and don't feel able to switch off and rest when I know there are things to be done. Do you have any tips to combat this? Oh, well, Elizabeth, I mean, we know that this is something that a lot of people of all different tendencies struggle with because so many people have talked to us about like hashtag rest 22 and 22. For a lot of people, it's a challenge. Yes. Easier to walk, which they feel like they should do than rest, which they feel like is an indulgence. So, okay. Well, Elizabeth, you found it hard to rest. Yes. So what are some things that have worked for you? And then of course I've got a million ideas. Yes. I think one thing is what you talk about all the time, which is put it on the calendar. Yeah. So for me, if I say, okay, I'm going to rest every day at 4 p.m., you and I discussed this. Yeah. It's easier for me to do than if I just say at some point every day, I'm yes. going to rest 22 minutes. Like it's yes. absolutely. And it, once it's on the calendar and, you know, I'm an obliger, so accountability, yeah. it feels like, oh, I'm supposed to do this as opposed to, oh, I'm indulging in this. Well, and I think related to that is treating it like an activity, like something that is an activity that you're supposed to do, not like a luxury or like a goofing off time. I mean, I think for some people, like I li- I'm i doing napping for my rest and yes. I like thinking of it as a luxury, but I think for some people, it's better to frame it as an activity like meditation or reading because it feels more like it's an activity that needs to be done rather mm-hmm. than time off, which like you feel like, well, but wouldn't it be better for me to do something else? So again, it's, you know, as always, it's this reframing. Yes. For some people, it's better to frame it as a luxury. For some people, it's better to frame it as an activity that needs to be addressed. Yes. The rebel definitely is going to want to see it as an indulgence. Probably. Yes, probably. Right. If they want to see it that way. If they want to see it that way. And then, Gretchen, you said something which I thought was really interesting when we were discussing this, which is to understand you can never cross everything off your to-do list. Like that that's not even the goal, right, for the day. Well, see, and I'm an upholder, too, and I know that upholder feeling where you're just like, I just want to get everything done, and then I'll have this tremendous relief. Or, like, I I hate having a deadline because, like, if I have a deadline, I want to do something right away because I don't like the feeling that something unfinished and a deadline is coming up. So I know that feeling of, like, if I could just 
just get through it, then I would relax. But the problem is that never happens. Mm-hmm, right. You never are going to get to the bottom of your to-do list because the minute – because, like, okay, you get all this done, but then you're like, oh, but what about all these other things that I need to get done? And so you have to sort of make your peace, and I think that is particularly hard. It's probably hard for obligers, too. Maybe it's even harder for obligers. But anyway, that weight of outer expectations, you just sort of have to acknowledge it. And I, I think yeah. sometimes just recognizing that it's a fantasy. It's just sort of like what you were saying about your summer. Like you had this idea of the summer of leisure, yeah. like you had in fourth grade. It's not yeah. going to be that. No, never going to be that. Because of because of being a grown up. Yeah. She could put rest 22 on her to-do list. I mean, that that would help. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have to mention, like, I have a couple journals. If you're a journal person that could help. One is, I think if you're like a don't break the chain person, for a lot of people, they love a streak. And they love kind of the ta-da quality of keeping a streak. I have my don't break the chain journal. And then also it reminds you, like, what we do most days matters more than what we do every once in a while. And you may Mm. kind of be focusing on, oh, I'm not perfect, and not give yourself credit for what you are doing. So it's good to know. And then the one-sentence journal, if you're, like, want to write some, like, what am I doing to rest? How do I feel when I rest? Do I have any insights when I rest? Because sometimes just tracking something, and and here's the one-sentence journal, Yeah. And if you're listening, I'm holding it up so you can see it on YouTube and I'll I'll include photos. And then one other thing, Gretchen, is think about your future self. It's like if you think this is a worthwhile activity, and I think all studies show that it is, think about your future self and how much better will your future self feel and also, as you said, be productive if you allow yourself to rest. And for everybody, and especially for questioners, I would just say the research here is very extensive. If you have rest, it's better for memory, mood, immune function. Jess has two young daughters. Like she'll have more perspective, more patience, a better sense of humor. Like we all know it's back to stuff, right? Yeah. Like yes. one of the things on stuff is fatigue. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And so it is something where it's good for you. It's good for the people around you. It's good for your body. It's good for your, your emotional self, your physical self. So good luck, Jess, and put it on the calendar or or do whatever it takes for you. Oh, and we should mention, if you don't know your tendency, we keep talking about the tendencies. Uh, if you want to take the quiz, it's at quiz.gretchenrubin.com, and you can find out your tendency. The site is all redesigned, so it's like very, it's the same quiz if you've already taken it, same quiz, but it looks much nicer. <laughs> okay, coming up, Gretchen gives herself a reading demerit, but first, this break. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because it gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. It's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. 
NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side -side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Okay, Gretchen, it's time for demerits and gold stars. You're up this week with the demerit, and it's actually a rereading demerit. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if this is really a demerit because maybe it's just a regret. Mm. And maybe it's because I started out being a demerit. So the demerit I was going to give myself was I was going to have a summer of rereading, and I was looking forward to it all year. And I had like a stack of the books that I want to reread, and I love rereading. And these were all books that I was really excited to get into. And then the summer came and I just, I have so many new books that I wanted to read for whatever reasons, like some for were for research, some were friends books. I just had all these things that I felt like I wanted to read now. And so I ended up deciding not to do the summer of rereading. And then I was like, well, I want to give myself a demerit for not following through with our summer. Like you're doing great on your summer of health. You've made um, real strides in a trying. lot of different directions. So drive by gold star for you. And I regretted it. But then I'm like, well, you know what, though? Maybe it's not a demerit because it's just the feeling that I wish I could have done two things at once. Mm -hmm. I wanted to read new things, and I still understand why I wanted to read new things. But I also wish I could have also reread the things I wanted to reread, yeah. which I still will do at some point. I guess sometimes you just have to say, like, you just can't do everything all at once right now. So I don't know that it's a demerit. I think I'm, I'm, I'm reclassifying. Okay, it. it's uh, a regret. It's, it's a, a sadness. It's a poignancy. It's a, there. we need a word for this. Yeah, it's just kind of an acknowledgement of what the natural limitations of a human life are, I guess. Yeah. I, I'm not like, oh, I spent thousands of hours watching bad TV, and right. so I should have used that rereading. Like, I watched really great TV, but I didn't, I don't feel like I had a lot of time that I was just like dithering away. Right. So it isn't even that I spent the time in the wrong way, it's just that I didn't have enough time. So what are you going to yes. do? It's a human condition. You will get to that rereading. I'll get to that. I oh, know yeah. you will. Life of Samuel Johnson, <laughs> it's like it's calling to me. <laughs> oh, my God. Elizabeth, what is your gold star? Okay, Gretchen, well, I am giving my gold star to Adam. Let me nice. back this up by saying I have discussed, I think, many times on Happier in Hollywood, I'm sure I've mentioned it here, that I really wanted to start doing a yoga class, okay? Yes. One problem I've learned in LA is that many, many yoga classes are very intense, hardcore yoga. Uh, right. That is not what I was looking for. I was looking for like a yoga, I just, I want to stretch, I want to work on my balance, but I don't want it to be like 90 minutes of hell, if you know what I'm saying, right? You want a gentle yoga. I want a gentle yoga and it is not easy to find. I have been searching for it. I um, It's what I, I'm calling it longevity yoga, right? I'm okay. doing this to just overall improve my health, summer of health, not to sort of like build my biceps next week. Okay. So you don't want to push yourself. You just want to feel good in your body and like yes. strengthen yourself. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, I finally found a class. And the reason I'm giving Adam a gold star is because I said to him, I said, look, I found this yoga class. It's every Monday at 630. I think it would be great if you and I did this together. And he was like, okay, let's do it. 
And I mean, no hesitation. And then then it came to Monday at 6.30. So second test, like, will we actually go? (laughs) And I said, I think we should go to this yoga class. We have to leave in five minutes. And he said, okay, let's do it. And he went with me and we both really enjoyed it. Really felt like it's going to be helpful. And he's like, yeah, we'll go every Monday. I will so much more likely go with him and together and that whole thing of yeah. having the buddy. And it's yeah. a nice thing for us to do together. It's yeah. good for him as well. But I give him a big gold star for just sort of like getting on my train because it's yes. not easy to jump on someone else's yes. thing that they want to do every week. You know what I mean? Right. And I'd be like, well, did you think about this? And what about that? And just be like, okay. Yeah. So he's doing that. And of course, it's nice because now we can leave Jack alone for a bit of time. So that certainly makes it easier. So we're going to do it. We're excited. I've got my yoga class, finally. That's great. And a friend of mine once said that her, her grandmother, who was married for 60 years or something, said, every couple should have an indoor game and an outdoor game. And this has haunted me because Jamie and I have neither an indoor game nor an outdoor game. But I think something like going to a yoga class together is kind of the same thing. It's like yeah. it's an activity that you share. You're like not talking to each other, but then it's like, oh, did you see this? And what about that? And how do you like yes. the new instructor? And yes. this is like an activity that you do together together oh so that's great yeah yeah gold star to adam and gold star to you yes thank you yes summer of health continues well done thank you okay the resources for this week okay we talked about hashtag rest 22 and 22 and i talked about the journals but if you like to do something on an app because a lot of people like physical journals a lot of people like to do the convenience of an app I want to remind you about the Happier app because it's got lots of tools that you could use. You could use the photo log, like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of my dog curled up on my feet while I rest. Or there's a don't break the chain tool, so you could use the journal or you can use it in the app. You can record the number of hours you spend resting if you like to do a numbers tracker and see those, those minutes. You could use accountability partners. Elizabeth, I know you you use accountability yeah. partners for a lot of things. You could reflect in the one-sentence journal. Again, some people like a journal that's physical, and they love that. And some people, you know, they're all about the thumbs. Yes. So you can learn more and download it at thehappierapp.com. You can get started for free. Also, speaking of like tips and tools that you can use, I have a bi-weekly newsletter. I got a lot of newsletters, I know. This <laughs> one is tips and strategies for happiness and good habits. So it's very specific. So if you're like a person who just can never get enough of that, this is a newsletter for you. And you can sign up for that at happiercast.com slash happiness and habits. All right. And I have to mention, if you like one, if you like the moment of happiness, the five things, any of these Please send it to a friend if you think there's somebody who would like it, because it's always fun to get new people subscribing to the newsletter. So as always, I really appreciate it. Now, what are we reading, Elizabeth? What are you reading? I am listening to This is the Story of a Happy Marriage by Anne Patchett. That's a good one. And I am reading A Face for Picasso by Ariel Henley. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Stay aware of stuff. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter, at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, I just said this about the newsletter, but it's true about everything. It's true about books. It's true about podcasts. It's true about everything. If you like it, 
please suggest it to a friend who you think might also like it. It really helps us. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. So wait, Gretch, what are like the three main books you want to reread? Ooh, there are so many, but I want to read Story of a Soul by Therese of Lisieux. I want to read Life of Johnson, or maybe it's called Life of Samuel Johnson by James Boswell. I want to reread Crowds and Power by Elias Canetti, which is a book that haunts me. Mm. I want to reread Andy Warhol's The Philosophy of Andy Warhol from A to B and Back Again which is, I, I don't really like Andy Warhol's art that much, but I love his writing and his interviews. So that's just the beginning. I got, I got, okay. my stack is getting bigger. I got to start reading soon. Okay. From the Onward Project. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for ways for my son to get involved and give back in our local community. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, is also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org/students. That's lls.org/students.